Hey there, welcome to the Kitchen Sink Podcast. I'm Camille, and this is the podcast for women that want to create a dream kitchen without stress and costing a fortune. If you like no fluff, tell it like it is remodeling advice from a cabinet maker with over 30 years experience, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Let's dive in. So glad you guys came back for episode four of Countertop Week, where I've been talking all things countertop, right? Trying to share a little bit about what I know about the process. And as a fabricator, as a certified fabricator, um, that just means that I know how to take a, a raw slab and actually cut it and break it down and glue the edges on and polish it and install it, right? So uh, you're hearing it from the horse's mouth, like how that process works. And so don't forget, we still have two bonus episodes coming up. Um, the next episode is going to be all about marble, right? I get asked about uh, marble, natural marble all the time. So I thought I'd do a whole episode just about marble. If you're going to put marble in your kitchen, you know, what are the range of colors? What are the things to look out for? What are the special things about taking care of marble? And do I think you should do it or not? And if you're going to do it, uh, what do you need to know, right? Like the actual stuff, not from someone like... Uh, I don't know. I think I remember when Jennifer Aniston put her, her marble in her kitchen and I was watching all the comments of people that didn't know anything about it, telling her what to do to take care of it. So I'm going to actually share with you realistically, um, from a fabricator standpoint, what do you need to know before you, you know, invest in marble? So that is the next episode. And then the final episode is going to be all about repairs. I'm going to share the most common things that I've seen as a person that repairs stuff, uh, what actually lasts, what can happen, uh, because as you will know, you know, whenever you go into one of these studios, they'll tell you whatever you want to hear, right? <laughs> Everybody will say it's super strong, it's super heat resistant, um, it doesn't chip, it doesn't scratch, right? All of the manufacturers will claim that and say that, um, but as someone that actually repaired a lot of countertops, um, hundreds and hundreds of countertops, I can, I'll be able to share with you what actually happens with these different brands and so that hopefully you can just rep you can make sure that you buy the correct material right off the bat, right out of the gate, and more importantly that you know what not to do, right? Because you can damage almost anything. So that is your bonus episodes coming up, and then um, yeah. So I'm gonna so in this episode I'm gonna talk about two of our students that we've had inside of Kitchen Remodel Rockstar who've gone through the program. And when they got to the section about doing their countertops, I'm going to share the pricing that they paid and how that was calculated and kind of some range of industry standards and what to sort of look out for and of, of a kind of a small to medium job and a medium to a larger job. Okay. And then I'm going to cover how you can pick a, pick a good fabricator, like what to look for when you're trying to find the person who's going to, you know, quote unquote, cut up the countertop material that you buy, fabricate it, and install it correctly. So I'm going to talk about some of the qualities, some of the things that I look out for when I'm trying to hire somebody, if I'm trying to hire someone to work for me. All right. So let's start with um, how do you calculate the cost of a countertop job? So there's a couple of really critical things that I really wish everybody would do, especially women, is calculate the square footage of the proposed countertop yourself. Okay. Almost never do I see a woman understand how to calculate it herself and so that she knows she's not being ripped off, okay? So I'm not saying that all fabricators are deceitful or designers 
But um, it happens enough that I can tell you, you need to know so you can compare bids, okay? So I'm going to break down how do you calculate um, the cost of a countertop and how do you calculate the, the square footage of the material. And then you're going to be able to compare when you go out there and you talk to different people, you're going to be able to compare one person's price to another person's price, but actually know what's inside of that overall bid, right? You never want to, if, if you've ever been in my program, you never want to just compare a total price. Like this job is 7,200 and this job is 5,600. And you're just like, well, I guess I'll just pick the cheaper one, but you don't have any idea of the details inside of that job, right? So we really want to understand and be able to compare apples to apples, oranges to oranges, right? You want to make sure that those people are bidding the job um, similarly so that you can actually decide who you want to work with, right? It's not just based on price. There's personality. There's just how well you like, you like them and like working with them. There's communication, all that stuff. But, but it's really hard to decide if you don't even know what's inside of each person's quote. All right. So the first thing to understand is that there's across the country, because we work with students all over the country, there are different ways that calculate that this is calculated. Okay. But in general, almost every fabricator knows how to or is going to, in their pricing, figure out the square footage of the job. And that means length times width. So when we look at a job at a layout, whether that's a, 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 um, a galley kitchen, two long countertops kind of parallel to each other, whether that's a U-shaped kitchen with maybe an island in the middle, or maybe that's a peninsula, right, where you have a longer section and then a kind of a little bump out where some people can sit, we are calculating the length times the width of that shape, okay? And so what I'm going to do is in the show notes next week, you'll be able to link to um, some blog posts that actually show you the pictures that I'm going to talk about. So the first example is Jessica. Jessica has a a small-ish kitchen. So she's got basically a little countertop on the left and then her stove and then a little small L and the sink is in the L part. And then she has a, a, a little island, right? So I'm going to calculate the length and length times width of that shape. And then Shirley has um, a, a larger kitchen. It's a big U. So it has the outside perimeter countertop that wraps around the, the room and then a fairly large island in the middle. Okay. So those are the two jobs that I'm going to calculate for you. And again, you will be able to link to the pictures of the diagrams of this um, next week. Okay. So the first thing to remember is that, um, like if you have an L, so in the case of Jessica, her, the largest piece she has is 62 inches by 90 inches long, but it goes into a corner, right? So I'm going to, as a fabricator, I'm going to break that up into pieces. And since a standard, uh, regular size countertop is, you know, roughly around 25 and a half inches deep, I'm just going to use the, the number 26 just to make it simple for us, right? And to calculate square footage, the easiest way, I think, personally, is to do it in inches. So I'm going to take, if the back wall measurement is 62 inches on that part of the countertop, and it's 26 inches deep, one of my numbers is going to be 62 inches by 26 inches, and then I'm going to get a big number, and then I'm going to divide it by 144 inches, okay? So it's the same process over and over and over again. I figure out the length times width in inches, of that section, and then I divide that bigger number by 144, and it's gonna give me the square foot of that piece. So in this case, I've done this for the whole kitchen, and when I calculated the island was, say, 36 inches wide by 50 inches long, 
I multiply those two together and then I divide it by 12, or sorry, divide it by 144 and I get 12 square feet. I did it for the little section next to the stove and I did it for the longer part by the sink. And then I have all those numbers. I have 17.3 square feet plus 12 square feet. And I end up with, um, and I did the rest of the kitchen and it ends up to be 45.8 square feet. So let's just say 46 square foot. So now that I know her kitchen is 46 square feet, the next thing is to understand the range of fabrication and uh, installation prices. Now you're going to see a range of this, and this is where women can really get taken advantage of, okay? But if you know that the square footage of your proposed countertops are roughly 46, 46 square feet, as those bids come in, one, you can look at the number of square foot, and if somebody is saying that it's 75 square feet on there, you're going to ask that person, hey, I've already measured these myself, and it's it's roughly around 46 square feet. Can you justify? Can you explain to me why you have uh, almost you know 35% more, right? And if he can't explain how he calculated that, then he's, he's puffing up that bid, okay? So then I'm going to take the 46 square feet times this range of a labor cost to fabricate and install. And typically it's somewhere between 25 to 50, okay, depending on where you live in the country. And that should give you, for that size of a kitchen, um, a reasonable range would be around 2,700, maybe $3,000. That would be a fair labor price, okay, for that job. Now, I also would have already expected to spend, you know, 22 to 2,500 on slabs, okay? So that means that brings the total job to, you know, somewhere between five to 6,000, okay, for a small to medium kitchen. That is reasonable. Now, there are people that will do it less expensive because they're very hungry for the work and they're going to cut some corners, right? Then there's people that are going to charge you more. They might try to charge $7,000 for that job, $8,000, but that to me is really taking advantage of you. Um, Five to six is a very fair price total for the slabs, the, the, the one and a half, two slabs, and the labor price, okay? So I want you to be thinking that when you're calculating the cost of a countertop, I want you to separate the cost of the slabs from the cost of the labor to make it, glue the edges on, and install it. I don't want you to just look at a total price. I really want you to separate those two so that one, you can make sure you're, charged, you're being charged a fair price for their slabs and a fair price for the labor part because a lot can get buried in there, okay? A lot can get inflated and you don't even know that it's being inflated, okay? So um, let's say that one fabricator that comes over to bid and their 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 bid they bid um you know fifty square foot okay you've measured it it's forty six they come up with fifty square feet the other guy comes up with sixty five square feet so when you're looking at those two bids and you're going to tell them I want this price calculated in square footage um, you're going to see their measurements so that's the first little check to see if something is off and then you might see on the first guy's bid that he's bidding you know roughly thirty five dollars a square foot. And the other guy is charging $85 a square foot. Well, now at least, and, and if you only looked at the totals, you really wouldn't even know what to question, right? You wouldn't even really know what to go back to him with. Now you can go back to both of them or one of them and say, first of all, I measured it myself and it's 46 square feet. 
please explain to me how you got so much more than I did. And if he has a legitimate reason, that's great, right? Um, and or if if you go to him and say, well, I already have a bid for $35 a square foot, can you please explain how you're bidding $85 a square foot or whatever it was I said earlier, right? That's a big jump. Okay. And so that can, that can mean thousands of dollars in difference between those two jobs. And, um, so that's just a little bit of insight into, you want to know your slab cost and you want to know your fabrication slash installation cost. One is labor and one is materials, right? And you want to keep those separate and so that you can compare bids. All right. Shirley's job is a much larger job. She has a large island that's 84 inches long by 40 inches wide. And she has um, roughly 80 inches down one side, another 60 plus 80 inches for the longest side, and then a 64 inch section where the cooktop is going. So it's a much bigger job overall square footage wise. And it came up to 77 um, square feet. So almost 78 square feet. So that job, a realistic price for that job would probably be in that $7,000 range, $7,500 range. Um, it's going to usually have one to maybe two field seams and field seams member are that really technical part where you're gluing two larger pieces together and where those field seams end up is really important and how well it's done is really important. Otherwise you're going to see it and feel it every single day when you go to clean your countertop and it's going to frustrate you forever. And it's pretty much impossible to fix. Like it's very difficult to fix after the fact. So, um, you know, you're paying for the skill of somebody knowing how to do that well. Um, do not be surprised if you're in a larger community in an area with a larger house, um, or in a very nice community, right? In a nice part of town, do not be surprised that you're going to pay a higher labor rate. Um, that's just the way it is. That's the way the market is. If it looks like you guys are in a nicer part of town, you're going to pay a higher rate and, um, fabricators are going to, they're going to be able to get that rate. So just know that you can negotiate, um, that, you know, that does happen, um, I wouldn't negotiate a, a ton if you really like the person and it seems fair and they seem like they're being really honest with you. But if it's outrageous, um, I would negotiate and, or I wouldn't use that person. All right. So that's the range between those two jobs. Now there's additional things on top of just the basic square footage of the job. Some companies will charge, I mean, we never did, but some companies will charge an additional linear feet charge, that edge that goes around the front part, the kind of the pretty part that you see, right? The part you touch on the front, we call that the profile. And so that, um, sometimes they will charge, you know, $15 a linear foot for a specialty edge. So that's in addition to the square footage price. And so then again, you just measure the whole front of the countertop where the edge is going to be. And let's say it's nine feet long that wraps around the island and then another, uh, you know, eight feet around the main part of the kitchen, you're going to add those two together and you're going to times it by $15, a, a linear foot, not a square foot, a linear foot. So there's some sort of like upcharges and things that come with when you're trying to do something a little bit special. There's also a charge for cutting the cooktop hole. So if you have a cooktop cutout, and if you have a sink cut out, right? Most people have a sink. So we, those are two additional charges that we blend into the, to the rate. And so um, for us, it's around $200 to cut the sinkhole and to polish, right? We have to cut it precisely. And then we have to polish that whole inside inside inner edge. 
Um, so that would be an additional charge. And then there's charge for backsplash. So um, backsplash, again, typically is charged by square footage. So if it's five inches up the wall, right, and it's eight feet long, you do the same thing. It's five inches plus eight feet, right? You, you convert the eight feet to inches, so eight times 12, multiply those together, and then divide by 144. And that's going to give you your square foot amount of backsplash. And then you incorporate that into that regular square footage price. Um, another upgrade would be things like full backsplash, right? So if you're going to do full backsplash behind, that goes all the way up underside your countertops, underside your cabinets, your upper cabinets, and then maybe all the way behind your stove, you know, you can expect, again, there's a very large range. Um, you know, that might be an, an additional $500 to $3,000, depending on how much of that that is, how much of a pattern matching we have to do, how many outlets we have to custom cut. Um, is it, you know, is it wrapped all the way around the kitchen? So we have like four to five areas to do full backsplash. Uh, it's quite heavy and awkward to get it up underneath the cabinets. So, you know, there's a range of things there. Um, but I did see someone posted in one of our groups that was, um, she got bid like $15,000 for the labor, the labor to install her countertops, not the slabs. That is outrageous. <laughs> okay. That is absolutely outrageous. Um, anything over $7,000 for labor, it, that's a lot of money. It needs to be a really large job or incredibly complex or something special about it. Something with the material that's hard, really hard to work with, um, something, right. Or you're just in a very rich, richy area and, um, the fabricators, the, the, you know, the granite people can get it, but, the most common range I'd say for labor for most families and most kitchens is somewhere between that 3000 for a smaller kitchen to six to 7,000 labor for a fairly large size kitchen. Okay. That's a, that's a realistic range. Anything above that, um, you, I want you to DM me and let me know, <laughs> right? Send me a picture, email me, and I'll tell you whether I think you're being taken advantage of. Um, Okay, so that's that's the calculation of them. Um, and typically, installation is included with fabrication. Those are like the same thing to me. It's pretty rare that a fabricator is not going to install his own jobs. Um, generally, if someone's installing, they're just already using a fabricator. So it's still wrapped together in the same price. All right, so that is... Uh, the way that it gets calculated. Now I want to talk about like how to pick, uh, how to maybe find a fabricator or someone who can do the countertops and what you should be looking for. So again, because this podcast goes all over the country, there's a little bit of a range of where you'd find that. So I'm just going to cover like kind of some of the more common places. Um, you may be working with a builder who's going to be subcontracting with a lot of people. And so he might subcontract with a cabinet shop to do your cabinets, right? Unless you get your cabinets through us direct. Um, and if he's working with a cabinet shop, a lot of times they will have a fabricator that they are subcontracting with, right? So you're kind of like, you're working with the builder and then the builder's gonna say, oh yeah, we can handle the kitchen, right? And he's gonna mark up everybody's piece of that puzzle, okay? Um, 
And that's okay. That works for some people. Just remember you lose, the more people that that you're subcontracting with, you lose control. You lose the ability sometimes to direct what's happening. And if there's a problem to be able to see the problem coming in advance, right? So you're not going to really necessarily meet the fabricator until the day that he's coming to install or, or if there's a problem, you're going to, they're going to expect you to go with the builder and, and try to figure it out. So it's not that it's a horrible option. Just know what's happening when you're doing that. And so often if you work with a cabinet shop, they will have a referral to a granite, to a a fabricator. Okay. Um, they may just pay that person direct. And so just, you sort of have to figure out like what they have and what's available, but just know you can always hire your own fabricator, right? You don't have to just use the person that the person's suggesting. Okay. So how would you find somebody? Well, any slab yard you go to, so if you go to any of these larger slab yards that that sell the raw materials, they're going to have a referral list to fabricators. And typically what I would do, instead of just saying, can I get your list of, of fabricators? I would talk to the person that's there at the desk, the woman or the man that's that's working with people and helping people buy slabs, right? And say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about hiring a fabricator. Um, can you tell me maybe their top two or three favorites? And just sort of watch what they're doing, watch their body language, and they're going to inherently generally try to pick someone they like working with, right? That does really good work. Uh, sometimes they'll just say, nope, it's not our job. You have to try to figure this out. But usually you can get them to find, to give you at least two or three names out of that larger list. And that's where you're going to start with, right? You're going to interview them. And the biggest things that I want you to know is that you're looking for those two to three things that really dictate if the person makes the job well. And that is, do they do good lamination? Do they know how to do that front edge well with no visible glue lines, no epoxy lines in color? You really want those edges to be tight and almost invisible and the patterns matched, okay? The person who takes the time to do that is generally gonna do a good job on lots of parts of the job. And then number two, do they do field seams well? And and so you may be saying, well, how am I going to know that? Well, you can ask them to email or text you some jobs. You can zoom in and look at the edge. You can zoom in and look at the field seams. You can always request. I mean, I know people don't really do this anymore, but this is how we used to sell jobs, right? I could never sell a job without someone asking for a referral, two to three referrals. And then those people would drive over to that person's house and look at their countertops. I mean, that's how I got jobs, right? You would walk around and try to find the field seam. And then you'd look at that field seam and go, wow, that's like a really good job on that. And you'd look at my edges and you'd get a good sense of whether the job looks really good, right? So not very many people do that anymore. Unfortunately, they just kind of look at pictures. They look at your Pinterest account or they you look at your website, but you always have the option to ask to say, hey, I'd love to go and visit one of your jobs that has a field seam. And I'm really concerned. You know, I've seen people do it and they didn't look really good. And I just, you know, I just want to kind of make sure that, that that's going to be done correctly. You can always do that, right? You can be more of an advocate. Most women don't push back at all. They don't ask any questions at all. And then the downside of what can happen is that because the cabinets are such a big investment and such a, so many things can go wrong that you can't fix easily, the same thing happens with countertops. It's really hard to fix things because these things are so large, they're so hard, difficult to get installed that if the field seam is done incorrectly, it's almost impossible to repair it, right? You have to rip the whole thing back out. Like it's just a nightmare. So you do not want that to happen and you don't want your job to show up 
and they go to install it and it's like an hour in and you come back from lunch or something or picking up your kids and you walk in and you see that the edge looks horrible, right? That finished edge, you can see the glue line, like it doesn't even match and the, and the pattern of the stripes of the gray going through don't match. It's really difficult to, one, ask the person to stop working at that point and or they might have already glued it in and and now you're trying to get it back out, right? It's really difficult. And most women just accept it. They just say, oh gosh, I'm not going to say anything. But remember, you're living with this thing for a long time. Okay. You're looking at that countertop, you're, you're rolling out pie dough on it. You're making cookies on it with your kids. You're wiping it down every single day, cleaning it. It's a really, really important part of the job. So you want to ask all those questions up front so that you do not get into a position where you're kind of forced to accept a job because now it's like a fight, right? So those are the two biggest things is go back and look at someone's work, ask them specifically about their edges and their field seams. And, um, you know, go and look at previous jobs if you can. The other qualification for me personally is, will they let you be a part of the template process, right? A lot of times, um, they will come in and make that template, that sort of full size pattern of what the, what the new counters are going to be like the shape. And then they take it to their shop and they lay it out on the slabs and you're really trusting them to do it the way you would want as far as the color and the pattern. Okay. Now that doesn't mean be so pushy that you make them mad, but what it does mean is that it's perfectly acceptable to say, Hey, I'd like to be a part of the, where the, it's where the templates are put on the material or the selection of the parts of the slab, right? It's very, that's with well within your rights to say, I want to be a part of that process. So, you know, finding someone that you can ask and say, Hey, I really want to be able to select where I put the, where I cut it out of the slab and they go, okay, that's great. Yeah. We'd love to have you a part of that. That's kind of the answer that you're looking for. Not, Oh yeah, just trust us. We, we do this all the time. Like, don't worry about it. Right. Okay. So that's kind of what I would look for in a good fabricator. Um, and then you just have basic stuff like, um, can they communicate well? Do they answer their phone reasonably? Again, being a fabricator is an incredibly labor intensive job. You're in a shop with machines going all day. There's water, there's granite saws. I mean, it's impossible to hear. We almost always have ear protection on and it's wet and it's noisy and it's, you know, quite dangerous work. There's a lot of heavy things being moved around all the time. So it's really difficult to answer your phone and text, right? It just is. But there should be some sense of, um, they want to, you to be a part of, you know, communicating and they'll answer phones within, you know, generally once a day or something like that. So you want someone that's going to be open to you communicating on some basic level, uh, without bothering them, obviously. And, um, just that they're willing to talk about their price, maybe that they're willing to be open about like the material cost, the rough material cost, even if that's their, their retail price and their labor price so that you feel you're getting, um, you know, a fair deal in your area. All right, ladies. So I hope that was helpful. Um, I could talk so much more about this, but again, because I'm covering so many areas of the country, uh, there is a little, there's quite a bit of range of how these things might be calculated, but in general, this is kind of the way that it's done. 
If you have a different way that it's being done and you want to reach out to me and you want me to look at your stuff and and kind of go walk through it, I'd be happy to do that. You can always post a comment on my Instagram, dream underscore kitchen underscore coach. You can email me, it's in the show notes, um, or you can DM me, DM me on Instagram as well. And I'd be happy to look at whatever you have and give you some feedback on that. So that is the show for today. And uh, I got some new recipes coming up next month. And remember, we're doing those dream kitchen audits. That's all coming up. So I'll be talking about that uh, next week after countertop week. I'm going to talk about how you can participate. If you want me to look at your kitchen and give you some ideas, um, I'm looking forward to doing that with you ladies. All right, guys. Talk soon. Great kitchen design and incredible functionality should not cost an arm and a leg. That's why I created Kitchen Remodel Rockstar, a membership group exclusive for women that's affordable, honest, and direct. For just $97 a month, we help you explore all those choices running around in your head, like how big is a granite slab and which color should I pick? Is porcelain better than stainless steel? And what will it cost? Should I buy a farmhouse sink in single or double bowl? Or maybe what type of cabinets should I buy? Should I buy custom? Should I do a reface? I'm really lost, right? And finally, how do I even figure out the ideal cabinet layout? Well, that and so much more is what we cover inside of KRR. It's like kitchen therapy, because let's face it, planning a kitchen remodel is stressful. So many decisions to make, it's hard to know who to trust. And that's where I come in. Look, my program has helped over 10,000 women across the country create their own kitchen system that blends high-end functionality with gorgeous design without overdrafting your checking account. So jump on in today and let's see how we can help you get your dream kitchen for less stress and money. Just like Jessica, quote, I can't believe how much I learned already. This was worth the cost and it's been two days. I am so excited to start exploring countertop options now. My anxiety is completely gone. Thank you. Thank you for this group. So, hey, I really want to add your story one day and I hope you join because this is a safe and affordable place for women just like you to explore what they want to create in their dream kitchen and get straightforward answers in real time. Just think, for $97, there's no more waiting or wondering if you're making the right decision. Now you will feel confident in every single choice and know that you have created the best dream kitchen you can for you. I hope to see you inside the club today. Go over to krr.com to sign up. That's kitchenremodelrockstar.com today.